Hey, how's it going? It's Imran here, your favorite divorced Muslim dad. So, a new series. What is all this about? Firstly, it's not a replacement for the regular stories and episodes that I do release. What it is, is an opportunity to deep dive into specific topics related to being married or approaching marriage within the Muslim community with a subject matter expert. And that person is Ilyas Kamani. Now, some of you will be familiar with him from a previous episode. Essentially, he is a marriage counsellor who has worked within the Muslim community for the last 25 years. He has seen it, he has advised it, he has been there, he has done it, and he is going to share his wisdom on specific topics uh, with us, which I think is really cool and great and lovely of him to do that. So this is the first of that series. It's called Insights, and we're talking about compatibility. Totally fascinating. Check it out. Okay, so first topic, compatibility. Elias, salam alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullah. Okay, that's a bit much. Wa <laughs> barakatuhu. <laughs> that's a bit much. Okay. All right, so compatibility. Yes. Shoot. What, why, why is this important? Bismillah. Uh, look, you know, it's stating the absolute obvious that a husband and a wife, a man and a woman who get married together, get married for what reason? Ultimately, because they are a perfect complementary pairing for one another they have a harmony with one another they have a flow with one another they have a synergy with one another they dovetail with one another they are complete one another they're like jigsaw pieces that fit with each other all right okay now but but no why i'm saying this is because it seems so obvious yeah but it's perhaps i find the thing that is least Practice. considered. Yeah. I, I can't believe it. Even Allah says in the Quran, And we created you in complementary pairs. The term zawaj is the term in the Quran for marriage. Okay. The other verse it goes, So Allah Ta'ala says in this verse in Surah An-Nahl, and from the ayat of Allah, the very signs of Allah, is that He created for the man his partner, Zawaj. So they live together in peace. There's a logic here. And then Allah Ta'ala, He says from this, okay, comes love and mercy. Four components that are mentioned here. Complementality, peace and tranquility, love and mercy. There's almost like a, uh, these are one, these are causes and effects. So, the first point is that, you know, I think I mentioned in the last one that, you know, Adam had within him Eve already. And then she came out of him from his rib. So therefore, you know, you could say that they are already intertwined. They are already, you could say, have a correlation uh, and a combination and an interconnection. And then you find each other. I know this is getting a bit soppy and romantic, but you almost find each other and then you complete each other. And, and I love that line in Jerry Maguire where, you know, he says, you complete me. I love it because that is the Islamic model as well. 
okay and she says you had me at hello or whatever yeah but anyway it's a really soppy romantic line <laughs> but uh, and he says in this kind of in his mo- you know in this monologue he says you know you complete me you complete me and there's another great line which uh, Jack Nicholson makes in that film where with uh, Helen Hunt yeah where he says as good as it gets as good as it gets and he says the same thing in there I pick up these little snippets and he says you make me a better man okay I love that you know he's, he's such this cantankerous you know really problematic you know person yeah it's my favourite movie actually yeah. but let, let me just anyway so are... the point both these things the point I'm making here is this it is exactly that this is not being soppy and romantic both those points one you complete me two become one they ri- literally do two separate paths have now completely intertwined and become one path and as uh, Jack Nicholson's character says, you make me a better person. You complete me. You fulfill me. And the concept of Zawaj, to get people's heads around it, men and women are different qualitatively. We are different biologically, emotionally, psychologically, physiologically. You know, Allah Ta'ala even says in the Quran, Laysa dhakara kal untha, the male is not like the female. We are qualitatively different. And that's what is even more amazing about it. You are complementary opposites. It sounds like a, an oxymoron almost. The male and the female are literally complementary opposites. You dovetail. And that's also, in, if we look, there are also five other descriptions in the Quran of this. First is this. The believers, man and woman, are awliya. This is the term now that's used in Surah Tawbah. Awliya of one another. Helper, friend, and protector. That's the meaning of awliya here. Uh, she is a garment for you, and you are a garment for her. You clothe each other. Two naked bodies are garments for one another. It's just the way that two bodies perfectly complement each other, that you clothe each other. Okay, sahiba bil jam. She is the companion who is at your side. Again, that. Uh, indicates the the support and the mutual connection that they have as i mentioned he has made you as perfect jora we, in, uh, in the south asian language you call the term jora jora means that you are a perfect pairing you are exactly that you are a perfect pairing for one another okay let, let me let me so, stop you here let me stop you and just i need to i need to i need to ask you a couple of things so yes what's the difference between you complete me yeah and the idea that you shouldn't be uh, you should be s- satisfied in and of yourself without needing somebody else to um fill a void in your okay. life okay so people do you understand say, why I'm i, I don't What's need the someone difference? yeah 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 this idea that i do i need someone else to validate me do i need someone else to actually give me because it sounds like what you're saying is that you're incomplete without somebody else and therefore and and, and that is essentially it because adam was incomplete without hawa because allah's wisdom ultimately allah's perfect wisdom is that he gave hawa to her okay so that they could live in peace so you're right you could say this whole pursuit is not that i am so insecure because uh, as i'm going to explain part of finding someone else is knowing yourself hmm. and brutal honesty with yourself the one who is more self-aware and is going to be completely openly disclosing the full reality of their self is more likely to attract someone who is going to be 
They're complementary opposite. If you're, and, and the biggest problem in the whole Muslim marriage matter game is this. People will never ever disclose the full reality of their, who they are. They will always front it. They will always give a delusion, have a delusionally positive view of themselves. They always show their good face, not their true face. They always show their best self, not their true self. And that's why you attracted back someone who is inevitably going to be attracted to that. I'll, I always give this as a simple example. If a man says, you know what, I have an anger problem. I am an irritable so-and-so. I like my dinner at a particular time. It's not a deal breaker, by the way. It's brutal honesty, mm -hmm. which is more likely to attract the woman and say, you know what, I like structure as well. And I like to have my man's meal at a particular time. And now that I know that you're angry, thank you for telling me that, because then we can work together on your anger management. Do you understand? Now imagine all these things I found out beforehand. Classic scenario. I didn't know he was like this. I didn't know she was like this. Why? Because you were both deluding each other. You were both faking it. You were both giving a completely distorted image of each other. And that's why you now discovered, actually, we're complete strangers. We are completely incompatible with one another. So no, of course, find your own personal peace and emit, emit the real energy that is you, which will attract the right energy back. And of course, you know, this idea that do I need someone else to validate me? No, you don't. But you do need someone else to add value, elevate, elevate, enhance, complete, fulfill, and that's what it means to give you peace—a sense that I have that person now in my life. So what? What I'm, what I'm, and, and it's, what look, and the example as pairings, as I said, pairings helps for, help a friend, a protector, team. That's the other one, team. Look, you know, wh whatever team it is, the players have this cohesion with one another in their task and their purpose and their objective that they fit well enough with each other. The most successful teams aren't the teams with the most talented players, by the way. They're the ones who work most effectively in the synergy of knowing each other's strengths and weaknesses, knowing each other's roles and responsibilities, knowing each other's temperament, knowing each other's qualities that they dovetail and they, have, they read each other so well. You see it in a great team, it's just easy because they just read each other, understand each other, get each other. They always have a telepathic kind of connection. That's just how we, the metaphor of a team here. That's what we're having in the marriage process. The team builds it, but the team is able to build it through, you know, like I said, honesty and through discovery and through experience and through working hard at it. The team are able to get to that point, but they have to realize that they all have different functional roles and and they and they learn that so so going back to the point you're saying you know yes this is about building your team and you only build your team is by going through that process of you know again if you look at a simple model around it norming forming storming and performing that's a basic teamwork model have the same normative values have the same outlook in life have the same things that drive you have the same things and then forming then you can come together actually and that's it you create we want to create an environment where we will be able to sustain each other's uh, how, how about some okay so okay. We, we understand the importance of um, compatibility, compatibility right as a cornerstone of any successful relationship uh, the problem as you know that we face is how we get together with our potential partners uh, and there's a, there's a great spectrum there there's everything from never meeting the person you're going to marry and just relying on your family to make the decision for you, which is probably in the minority. Well, it is in the minority yes. in this country. 
and you've got all the way through to you know full-on dating um, yes. and stuff which is considered to be outside of the bounds of orthodox islam right okay so this is a real challenge a real challenge that people are facing in how to find people and when they do find people how to how to understand them uh, from a compatibility perspective See, without both, crossing both, those boundaries. both those scenarios are actually flawed you know this idea that oh two people somehow date and they get to know each other somehow guarantees uh, a greater level of disclosure and compatibility actually doesn't really hold true because i said what we have here is also this process of two people essentially always just representing themselves in the best in their best light and not their true light the idea of a, an arranged marriage and two people just you know having less of that contact with each other okay doesn't necessarily fail okay it can work if those two people are brutally honest if those two people really in, in a meticulous way do the diligence that is required to actually identify how they are compatible with one another what do you think of the process of gaining references no no ref people? look background checks references are, are you know I, I, you know I, I'm dumbfounded <laughs> that people don't do this stuff you know if you were gonna do things in you know if I said if you were gonna buy a car should you do a what those checks, yeah? DVLA checks. Yeah, you do all manner of R checks. RSC, one hundred twenty-five point check. Absolutely, <laughs> people apply more diligence to cars and mobile phones, and buying houses and and their business work and everything else than they will to the most one of the most fundamentally important decisions in their life. It's just ridiculous, and it, and and we're going to talk about it later. One of the reasons is just this cultural paradigm in which people exist which is like two people will just be introduced and there'll be family pressure external pressures social pressures and people marry for all the wrong reasons so what, 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 what look, look we just in, our, in the whole muslim space i feel that there that we just haven't created a space of honesty of uh, of being realistic with what we have in the challenge of uh, 2019 britain and uh, the challenges that we had in relationship issues uh, so you know, look, I was Every, everyone I've ever spoken to, not ever spoken to, but a lot of people that I speak to who are either young people looking to get married, or you know, older people who have been married. What they say is is that they don't like going online because it feels like a marketplace, right? So there's no romanticism to it at all. They want to meet somebody in a natural environment so they can actually get to know them. Um, you know, in the past, you perhaps would wouldn't have that much choice but it feels that a lot of people would like to explore their options beyond what is conventional and just use an example in the past you know the 40s 50s or whatever in this country and in, in, in western countries you'd have places like dance halls right where people will come together and they would dance and you know it would be a place to meet people in a very natural natural environment so, so, no, we've moved on now which is what we call creating opportunities for the interaction first the primary interaction hmm. so i think we've moved on from, from the discussion the online space isn't problematic per se you know just as the offline uh, space isn't a better space for doing it it's it's what's behind both of the spaces which is this people go online and uh, what they do is that you're right, they start to have an interaction with the person and they just don't ask the searching questions. They don't, uh, you know, because we're, we're not, we're, the, the, the whole objective in the first place is marriage. And so what they essentially do is they allow emotion to cloud judgment, rational judgment. That's what it is. 
And, you know, we have people who are, for example, in the online space, have baggage, have mental health issues. We don't know the full reality of their people. We have people who are desperate. We have people who are despairing. We have people who are desperate to feel loved. We have people with profound insecurities, rejection issues, rebound issues. Come on, man, men and women out there. And it's, it's, there's lots of vulnerabilities out there. And, 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 and what we have are essentially, again, the same thing, strangers who are, who are being dishonest in really exposing the full reality of who they are. And all I'm asking for is this, you know, when you put your stall out, put it out honestly in terms of what I've got, I'll give you a simple thing. We can use one simple tool, it's called SWOT. We use this in our business and our everyday things, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. So a person, let's just say strengths and weaknesses, Give me a list of all your strengths. Give me a list of all your weaknesses. Be absolutely honest. And the person writes this list down and, and both parties write their list down and let them share the list and explore the list. People are really in these situations because they are insecure, because they want to get married to this person who are more in emotional level than really a rational level, will therefore be resistant in actually, one, putting down their weaknesses, and secondly, scrutinizing these weaknesses and you find that the weakness list is is small the strength list would be I've, I've seen it all the time 10 15 points in strengths great weaknesses oh maybe one or two points and i look at them and say oh you know uh why is it that you've only put two points there the weak and i always then explain the weakness list is more important than the strengths list because the weakness list indicates honesty it in indicates that you are realistic about using marriage as the means of overcoming your weakness, not just consolidating your strength. Okay, the threats, put down the things that I have in my behavior that will threaten the marriage. Mother-in-law, living at home with my sister who is a really bossy so-and-so. You're going to have to deal with my mother-in-law and you're going to have to deal with my older sister. Threat, put it down. No, our house is a lovely house. We'll have a nice little attic room upstairs where we don't have to meet with the rest of the family. Rubbish. <laughs> you will have your mother-in-law coming in all the time. You're sharing a bathroom. Come on, man. Threats. My work is erratic. I'm probably going to have a loss of my income because of this reason or that reason. I'm retraining, whatever. Balance it with opportunities. Yeah, I am retraining. I'm trying to build my career, but it's quite likely that, you know, my, my career has ups and downs with it. Be brutally honest, man, about this. And then you know what? The sister can say she went in with her eyes fully open. Likewise, she'll say, you know what? I'm a bit of a princess. My dad gave me everything. What I wanted a car, he gave me a car. You know, I want this level of income. Absolutely fine. Nothing wrong with what she's saying. She's being brutally honest. And she just say all the stuff like, you know, then she might even disclose, look, I lived in a house where there's domestic violence. And so when I see in a man certain behavior that mirrors the behavior that I saw in that domestic violence situation, it makes me become quite uh, withdrawn. Is this actually a, an effective tool? Because I just, I'll, I'll ask that because it clearly is a good idea. But is it realistic to expect people to be able to honestly answer these and that, that's the whole point people and and that's why i would say to anyone if you see dishonesty and if you see that there is a, a inconsistent story that you're getting a narrative that you're getting things don't add up you can see that the person isn't giving disclosure walk away from the situation why don't they walk away 
because they've allowed heart to overrule head. But that's, that's romance. A, no, well, and, that, and, it, it, and you know what? It's an absolutely, it, it, it's not romance. It's actually desperation. It's not romance. Romance is from the, if we're looking from Islamic point of view, Azwaj it follows a sequence. The love and the romance comes afterwards. And I always say to sisters, do you want someone to give you roses? Or do you want someone who is empathetic and compassionate towards you every day? Roses. Well, then you know what, sister? Sister, I can predict what's going to happen. I'm going to predict what's going to happen. You know? Okay, so... And then you're going to come to me. He doesn't show me emotional control, uh, emotional support. He doesn't he give me emotional support. He used to buy me flowers. Support. He doesn't buy me flowers anymore. Yeah, and he doesn't give me emotional support. He'll, she'll, she'll say that. She doesn't give... Uh, and then you know he'll turn up with a bunch of flowers every couple of months and then I think that's it because he's become programmed as well into bad behaviour so you're right you know really sister you're looking for a man who's empathetic and uh, compassionate every day not someone who just gives you some roses or a box of chocolates or buys you makes grand gestures yeah and in fact the Islamic model is a small deed done consistently is more pleasing to Allah in itself okay yeah. listen so this was just meant to be a little taster into each of these these topics and we've got quite a few to work through just one thing i want you to just uh comment on which is this idea which is pushed by uh bollywood hollywood i think there's a lollywood now as well yeah. um that and there's a nollywood as well nigerian right okay fine um that the, the idea of the one yeah that there is this one person that whose soul is floating around yeah, who you, the one, and yeah. you need to join with in order to become the very best version of yourself and you must hold out for that what, what do you think of this narrative i, I think you know what again again it's not problematic in itself you can find the one and uh, you know and if you apply all this diligence and you're quite robust in your approach you uh, you know and you meet someone who is really honest and has that disclosure but they might be the one of many people who could be like well, that well, rather you, than you, the you, one isn't it, it, the one it, it, problematic yeah yeah no no and you're right so you found the one who you can spend your life with who you find that you find it completes you who find that you it just it's easy and all the rest of the stuff and you can find that your energy is intertwined and you have a flow and you have a compatibility and you have a tele telepathy and all that kind of stuff which is great you can find that I'm not going to dismiss it. It's out there. It is out there. It's a one though. Uh, it, it's out there. But I think the reality is this. I okay, think reality. sometimes okay. it takes, and I say it three times. To huh? find, it, it takes about three times to find the one. Really. Okay, let's just define one. Here. You mean the, the one being a person that you can be happily married to? Yes. Okay. And you're now saying that it's possibly going to take you three attempts to do that? Look, you know why I'm doing it? And, I, and people might not like it, but I do say this now more often. It takes three marriages and divorces before you find the right person. And it may be that you go back to the first one. It may be you go <laughs> all the way back to the first one. No, because you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm dismissing because this is nothing wrong with it. We do not buy into the Lollywood, Bollywood, the romanticized notion of, of the one, which is, I've said in previous, which is a Eurocentric, Judeo-Christian, model where marriage is a sacrosanct and that is a sacred thing no in islam marriage is a contract between two people they enter it and both of them can leave it that's it it's as simple as that so there is absolutely nothing wrong with being married and divorced three times absolutely nothing wrong with this if you've done everything in the right way in a just way uh you know and there's legitimate reasons absolutely nothing wrong with this at all 
and uh, and through that process you realize there was a self-discovery you're not the same person you are in 20 when you're 30 or in 40 or in 50 so you know there's a growth two people madly in love with each other at the age of 18 19 get on with each other by mid-20s they become different people that's it do they stay in a toxic marriage do they stay in an environment where they feel that they are drifting apart the compatibilities is you know and they've tried at it they've tried and we're gonna we're gonna talk about marriage counseling and dealing with the relationship issues in another session do they stay together no they leave all right and then so he finds let's say they find someone else fine okay well we will we, we'll definitely come to that stuff okay. so just final comment then on on the whole compatibility thing so you've got your SWOT thing going on um, you've got the information that you need okay sounds a bit cold and clinical but like you're saying it's it, it, it requires a lot of head rather than heart right okay so once you've done that what else what, what okay else look really I, actually we haven't even started uh, Imran you know let me give you an example I can just list out 12 dimensions already okay physical attraction decision-making style personality dress sense sexual compatibility communication style outlook in life vision and values spirituality madhab firqa cultural ethnicity vocation social class education level we're up to 17 now educational level this is your 12 education i know no, i was just saying i said it's, it's about your educational level physical body type you come on man look imagine six foot four guy big hench marrying a four foot 12 woman i'm not saying it doesn't happen it does happen and it can happen and it can work but you know what it can be problematic okay you know just saying it can be slightly problematic yeah Take it into account. It might not be a deal breaker, you know. And overall, I'm not saying you have to be compatible in every single dimension. I'm saying overall, your fit should be more compatible than incompatible. Let me give you one simple thing. Educational level. If someone is educated to a degree level and someone hasn't even, uh, you know, uh, got basic education level and skills, okay, uh, and actually, you know, when educational attainment isn't always judged by qualification, it's more about, you know, you could say learning skill and ability. We have someone who is very articulate, very uh, kind of aspirational, someone who has a high level of intellectual ability to understand something, meet the male or the female, and the other person who really, for want of a better word, is dumbed down a bit and hasn't got the same level of intellect and education, automatically unless they actually understand this beforehand and both of them accept it beforehand, they can't dovetail on that issue. There's still a compatibility because it means the one who has less education and ability will defer to the one who has more in the decision-making process. But the one who has more education and ability should also learn how to consult and, and engage the other person in decision-making. So the point here is this, that's just one level. It doesn't, it's not a deal breaker. You don't have to be on the same level of education, by the way. Because I think complementary opposites, complementality, interconnection, actually you have to have a certain level of difference. You know, two people who are exactly the same are not necessarily compatible. This is the interesting thing also. Two people who are the same are not compatible. Men and women are not the same. That's why they are actually compatible. 
they dovetail. The way that women psychologically, the research it says the women that way that women psychologically process stuff is different from the way that men psychologically process stuff. But when they mm -hmm. come together with one maqsad, one vision, guess what? Complementary opposites. Women can multitask, men can't. You know, women are more emotional, men can be perhaps a bit rational. Not always, but you know, but together it's a perfect combination of dovetailing with each other. So, you know, what I'm saying is that those are just some dimensions. Now, just to finish this discussion, the simplest way to explain this, if we ask the average guy in the street, Muslim guy in the street, average Muslim girl in the street, top three things you're looking in your other partner, what do you think they're going to say? They're going to be completely the opposite. Women will say, I want someone who is caring, someone who is going to understand me and emotionally supportive, someone who is humorous, is easygoing, someone who is a provider. Hmm. You know, those are the things that are, uh, are generally average. Muslim man is going to say what? He wants a home builder. Generally, the average Muslim man, looks are very important. Yeah. For the female, the looks, the, the personality and the character is more important than the looks. But for the men, the looks are very important. Okay, home builder, looks, she will defer to me. Someone who, and then a lot of these guys say, someone who's cultural. God, what's that mean? Oh, homely and cultural and things like that, yeah. And for the male, basically, it's more physical and behavior. For the woman, it's much more an emotional and it's much more about qualities. It's, that in itself shows you the challenge that we have. So moving forward on the whole thing about compatibility, it is the start point. And all I'll say is that the more, this is a very simple thing, the more information that you use to make your decision, the better your decision will be the more variables you take into account and you have an honest disclosure of those variables, the more you are able to make an informed decision. And if you are doing that with a third party who is mediating this matter, you are much more likely to come up with a successful combination. So that's why I said I use five, I can use five psychometric tests that will enable you to identify whether you should be married to each other or whether you are fit to marry one another. This may seem quite, uh, like I said, taking out the emotion from the process and taking out the romance from the process and everything else. But you know what? If you want it to work, inshallah, this is the way it works.